Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Craig Hammond, the founder of Pajamas. Craig, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. So we've given you the title of the Elon Musk of urine. I hope that's okay today. <laughs> Of course. You've created this really awesome and innovative product, you know, a cleaner, more convenient way to potty train kids. And obviously you and I both have kids and we're going through this battle right now. So what was the true inspiration to create pajamas? It's not as glamorous as it sounds. I was potty training my child and just put very simply, I woke up in a huge puddle of his urine and so frustrated with the experience we had with nighttime diapers and pull-ups, I got peed on and it gave me the idea that there had to be a better option. So what did that research look like? I mean, obviously you got to go through like fabrics and all the other ways of, you know, wearing these alternative diapers, if you will. What did that look like in terms of, you know, the process of creating pajamas? Yeah, you know, my first idea, I kind of went to the extreme of thinking, almost overly scientific. Like there had to be this gas polymer that I could apply to existing pajamas that would be highly absorbent. And I couldn't really find anything like that. And it slowly just kind of devolved backwards into different fabrics that were already highly absorbent. So I started researching what was popular in cloth diapers and what's popular in different countries that maybe don't use disposable diapers. And eventually I found and tested a few different fabrics, mostly like a hemp and cotton, as well as like a bamboo and cotton. And I found that the bamboo cotton blend was really, really absorbent. And even better is it was really, really soft as well. So it was really plush and comfortable for the child. So there's had to been a lot of challenges that you've encountered along the way of designing this product. Was this your first invention, you know, innovation in the, uh, you know, textiles? In textiles, yes, actually it was. And, and that was a big learning curve. I remember looking for fabrics and I didn't even know like what kind of knits that I was going to be dealing with and what kind of blends and fabrics. So I went to these trade shows and these big textile manufacturers are asking me, okay, well, what kind of knit do you want? And I'm like, I don't even know what a knit is. Like, I want cotton. What does that even mean? <laughs> and, and they're like, well, there's different knits for the different types of clothing. You know, pajamas, are, you're probably going to want either like a flannel or you're going to want a fleece or maybe even a cotton jersey knit. And so I went with jersey knit, but it was this huge learning curve to even find the fabrics, to understand what the different fabrics and, and knits were. And then on top of that, finding 
what is called a pattern seamstress is really, really difficult. And that's basically somebody that creates the pattern that a factory would then replicate from. And that was a lot harder. That was probably my biggest difficulty that I face in getting pajamas up and running. So how long did you spend preparing for the crowdfunding campaign? And how did you know that you wanted to launch this innovative product using Kickstarter? You know, it's Kickstarter is amazing. I had my first go around with crowdfunding about five years ago, and we tried to do it on Indiegogo. And we didn't really know what we were doing at the time. We had an amazing product, later went on to be on Shark Tank, got acquired, is doing really well. But we didn't really understand crowdfunding. And crowdfunding has come such a long way now that my opinion is a lot of businesses are using it as a sales channel. Like they're going on there because they know that they have this huge audience of people that love innovative products. So they're using it as a sales channel. And I liked that aspect of Kickstarter. But the one of the limitations of Kickstarter is my demographic, who I'm targeting, which is primarily mothers, millennial age mothers, aren't on Kickstarter a lot. So though I understood the real power and potential of Kickstarter, I also didn't have too high of expectations. But I knew that I could at least get a proof of concept, a validation, and also raise my money. I knew that I could at least raise my goal, which was $14,000. And, you know, we haven't been the most amazing Kickstarter campaign yet, but we are the highest funded pajama product ever and have just really, really greatly surpassed our goal, actually due in large part to the marketing partners that we've brought on board. Yeah, I mean, you hit your campaign goal of 14K in no time. I mean, what do you think was responsible for that early success? A lot of family and friend support. (laughs) I think it's vital for family and friends and at least people who already have an idea of the product being out there to be informed so that there's that early momentum. So we hit our goal in under a week, which was great. And I'd say maybe 30% of that was family and friends. I would joke with my wife. She has both sides of her family, meaning her mom's side and her dad's side, have 100 plus cousins, just humongous. And I told her, I said, if your cousins alone will back this, we will hit our goal in like two days. And we did hit our goal really fast. And it wasn't even as much friends and family as I thought it would be. But that was certainly a big piece of the support. Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about how important the month or two leading up to the launch is. Did you do anything special prior to launching to put yourself in such a good position to fund early? You know, we did. We weren't as aggressive with our social media plan as we wanted to be, but we definitely had some paid social ads going out. We compiled an email list just with the landing page to try and get some emails. And that actually didn't generate as much as we were still hoping for, but we found some tools in which we could actually email all of our social media contacts. That was like a make or break tool that we were able to use because it expanded our reach directly to family and friends. There was only so many people that I could call or, you know, that I could post on Facebook and their algorithms would actually show. So to be able to email directly those contacts was really, really beneficial. So you guys have gotten some great press coverage for the product like parents, romper, baby center. Any tips for other creators looking to get good coverage as well? Yeah. It's worth it to have some PR support, meaning get your pitch deck, get your media kit put together early in that one to two month timeframe, like you mentioned before Kickstarter goes live, before your crowdfunding campaign goes live. 
but don't be afraid to also put in some money to an agency who can help you get that press. They have the contacts at major media outlets. And so we did, you know, full disclosure, we did pay not for the editorials in those media outlets, but we did pay an agency to work on our behalf to be pitching those outlets. So you guys have had some really good stretch goals that your backers have unlocked. Talk a little bit about the process there and how you guys went about deciding what to offer. Yeah, you know, I wish that we had even more stretch goals because there's so many things that we could do with pajamas. But we knew heading into it that our number one request was going to be bigger sizes. We started really just targeting kind of the prime time key potty training ages, which are, you know, two, three, four years old. And we were really overwhelmed and humbled by how many people reached out asking for bigger sizes. We got stories that were so moving. I, I myself, this, <laughs> this sounds funny, but I myself was literally brought to tears multiple times reading messages from people saying, hey, this is incredible. I have a 10-year-old son who won't go to sleepovers because he gets bullied and he doesn't want to wear a pull-up. Or my daughter is 13 and she's autistic and we just need something more humanizing than diapers. We need something that will allow our children to keep some dignity. And I just thought, oh my goodness, like there's this real need for bigger sizes. So the easiest decision for us with our stretch goals was to simply give people what they want and go up in sizes so we could help as many people as we as we could. Yeah, I mean, what's great to see is that over a third of your backers are first time crowdfunding Kickstarter backers. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. You know, obviously that the product is that moving for someone to trust the platform and trust you as a first time crowdfunding creator to put their product out there and then pre-purchase the product as well. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, like I said, we went into Kickstarter knowing that it wasn't necessarily our demographic, but still hopeful that we would have success simply because of the nature of the product, that it does provide a very viable more sustainable, cleaner, easier, just overall a better option, in our opinion, than disposable diapers. So to see so many people that are first-time backers, is it's honestly just incredible. We're so grateful. Excellent. So with all the marketing efforts that you guys have been put forth into this project, where have you seen the greatest ROI? Is it okay if I say using Inventis? Inventis has been an incredible partner. You know, we were going pretty well and we started to see kind of that mid campaign plateau, which is very normal. And I had been talking with some people at Inventis basically since our first week and had heard great things from friends who had used them and chose, chose them as our partner over a handful of other agencies, crowdfunding specific agencies that were coming to us and basically begging for us to work with them allowing them to do what they're good at, to use their expertise and reach who, you know, their target that they work with has made all the difference. And it has just knocked our, our momentum is just, it's been a a home run. It's exploded. Yeah. It's been pretty day and night, right. With bringing in, you know, on your own, you know, a thousand or so backers dollars worth a day. And now I think you're averaging over $10,000 a day in sales with the uh, marketing or promotions that uh, Inventus Partners has been doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's where I think we're on about day six, maybe now day seven of a $10,000 day average. 
She's been incredible. So your campaign is ending soon, and you've said that the first round of shipments will be going out in July. How, uh, how are you able to do such a quick turnaround? We have been working on fulfillment and manufacturing for months, I mean, if not a year. And a big part of that has been getting samples made ahead of time. The last thing I wanted to do is delay our fulfillment, which is very common. And it's almost something that frequent crowdfunding backers expect or understand. But I really did not want to overpromise and underdeliver. So I had our manufacturing and sourcing running for many, many months before launching, just to make sure that we weren't overestimating or greatly overestimating our delivery date. So Craig, what's been the biggest thing that you've learned throughout the whole process of launching your first campaign on Kickstarter? I would say it is, you know, there's a lot of small, small tactics that you can use, like emailing everybody in your social network, talking to your friends and family, getting PR. Some of the things that maybe aren't as well publicized is using good cross promotions. Look for people who have products in the same space as you and reach out to them frequently and constantly to try and do cross promotions. We saw one cross promotion, just one, that brought us almost five grand in pledges. It was amazing. And then the other thing is don't hold back. I really am not trying to kiss too much butt here, but um, we I wish we had not taken so long to partner with Inventus. I really wish we had done it a little bit sooner because I think we would see our total funding much higher than it already is. Excellent. Well, Craig, this gets us into our launch round. I'm going to rapid fire a few questions at you. You're a dad, so you must be good to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll say a lot of no's. No, no. Ask your mother. <laughs> Fair enough. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Quite simply, it's in my DNA. I just hate working for other people. I have a hard time. I think I get along great with other people, but I have a hard time really maximizing my creativity and even my day-to-day motivation when somebody else is really limiting what I can and can't do. So if you could grab a pint with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Oh, man. There's so many to choose from. You know who would be fun, would be really fun, would be Richard Branson, I think. Nice. What would be your first question for Sir Richard? (laughs) I'd probably ask him about his escapades of kiteboarding or wind sailing with the models on his back. That'd be an interesting story to hear. Favorite book, not children related. Favorite book, not children related. I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell fan. The first book of his that I read was Outliers, and that one was so good. So I'd probably just go with that. That's the first that comes to mind. Nice. Last question, Craig. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? Like I alluded to earlier, it's really become more than just a crowdfunding platform, but really a sales channel. I know a handful of companies that use it as such, and they raise a million dollars a year in pre-orders. So I would say more companies are going to simply start using it as a direct sales channel, knowing that they have a captive audience of millions of users that are looking for innovative products. Awesome. Well, Craig, this has been awesome. This is your chance to give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where they should go, and why they should check you out. Yeah, thank you. So pajamas are the cleaner, greener, more convenient, and more affordable option to nighttime pull-ups. Our pajamas 
offer parents a potty training substitute that gives your child 300 plus uses. So that means 300 nights actually peeing in the pajamas before they'll start to lose their absorbency. And the reason why that's so much better important to know is because a box of pull-ups costs about $30 for 70 or so pull-ups. Well, we're priced just over $30, a little under $40, and you get 300 washes, so four times the amount of usages, and a pair of super cute pajamas that your child can keep wearing after they are done potty training. On top of that, we're a lot more sustainable, obviously ditching the disposable diapers. You're not contributing to the billions of pounds that disposable diapers add to our landfill. And the last thing that we really like is that so many parents have commented on is, I'm so sick of stripping the sheets in the middle of the night and putting on new sheets and throw, going down and doing wash at two in the morning. With pajamas, we fully contain the urine that your child will release, giving the parent a blissful night of sleep. Well, this has been awesome. Craig, thanks so much for being on the show. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, and links to the campaign and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. And if you liked this episode as much as I did, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Craig, thanks so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Hey, thank you so much. And again, I actually didn't say where to find us. Go to kickstarter.com and just search pajamas and you'll find us. Boom, there it is, Craig. Thank you, sir. Thank you, see ya. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.